We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Off looks, off throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks, pressure comes. Wentz hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. <laughs> Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 339 on the Blue Warrior Network. I am Euros Tyler, joined by two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart here. Boys, how are we feeling? It is officially NFC Championship Week. Tyler, I'm feeling great. I've never, we've never fucking done this episode ever in our life. Ever in our life. I mean, we haven't even heard this in our life. The Lions NFC Championship. Malcolm has, but he was in a um, walker. It's all good. Uh, so Walker, what is he, old or he was in diapers? No, probably? no, he was in diapers. Like, he was a baby when it happened. <laughs> no, was it? How old were you? I was like six, bro. I, I was I was alive and well, man. Diapers. <laughs> uh, I'm not that damn. I don't know shit. All right. Maybe you're a late bloomer, man. For the body trade. <laughs> Malcolm was in elementary school. There you go. That's better, right? Much better, Malcolm? Malcolm's dying right now, dude. He's laughing. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. That, that, that put me out, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, bro, it's been a while, and I we haven't been alive to see it. Malcolm was. Um, I'm so excited to do this episode, and I'm like, I don't want to say I'm nervous about Sunday, but I'm a little anxious. Like, I'm patiently waiting for it. Right. Malcolm, how are we feeling? NFC Championship. That says it all, man. Yep, I'm feeling good, man. Hey, no woo, uh, woo. There you go. <laughs> that was one of the worst news I've ever heard in my life. Dark. Hold on, hold on. Redo. Oh. Peter, ask him. Say, Malcolm, let's do it. Let's do. It. Let's yeah, rerun man. this back. Do right it over. Back. You know, yeah. first of all, first of all, this, what happened is that you threw me off with this whole Malcolm was in diaper shit. That, that's right. what threw me hey, off. Forget it all. Forget it all. Peter, segue to Malcolm. Right, I right, need right, to hear a good guys, one. This is the NFC Championship we're talking about. All right, all right guys, let's, let's do it over. Rewind. Let's go. All right, go ahead, Pierre. Malcolm, how are you feeling about this NFC Championship game, bro? Woo! What is going on, guys? NFC Championship! I need that energy. There you go. There let's go. go. Oh, man. Yo, yeah, I'm doing good, man. Shit. 
this is a, this, this is unusual territory for us, man. So I don't even know what to do. I don't know the woo. I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know to talk about mock drives or talk about the the, the, the the damn game coming out. I don't know what's going on, man. This is new to me. I mean, we could. We can do it through our mock draft right we're now. Not doing oh, no, we're not doing mock draft right now, man. We, would, we, we usually would right now, but we're not doing that right now, man. We, we would be usually doing a free agent preview right now. Uh, who, who's going to be our backup quarterback right now? That, that, that's the type of episode we're doing right now. Senior right, Bowl preview. All right. All right. Um, but now we know we were talking about the NFC championship game. We're talking about the Detroit Lions and the Santa Clara to play the San Francisco 49ers. Four teams left, 60 minutes left to determine who is going to stamp their ticket to play in Las Vegas in the Super Bowl. That is a real like that's a real thing right now. It's not a dream. That's a real thing right now. Like you were 60 minutes away for playing for a Super Bowl right now. Um, th- this is a big deal, huge deal. Can't wait. Um, kind of like Peter, dude. Just I'm I'm just freaking anxious. It's on my mind pretty much all day, dude. Like I try to think about other things. I'm trying to get my head off the lions. I can't, dude. I I, I like I'm so into this game. I cannot wait. Uh Sunday is gonna be freaking amazing or freaking terrible. Either way, it's gonna be a great day. I can't wait. Let's get into the injury report and then we're gonna break down the San Francisco 49ers offense and their defense. So starting off with Pierre, what's the lions injury report looking like? Yeah, or Malcolm. Oh. Sorry, with the Lions report. Sorry. Oh, Lions report. Yep. So what we have, starting with uh, guard Jonah Jackson. He is he did not practice with a knee injury. Sam Laporta did not practice with a knee injury. Frank Ragnow, um, toe, ankle, knee, back, arm, leg, finger, toe, eyeball, everything. All right, let's look down there. Let's actually inform us what's wrong with Ragnow. Yeah, well. He he, he didn't pra- he didn't practice, but I think this is more of a rest thing for him. It's like a normal thing for Frank Ragnow. Uh, Khalif Raymond, a knee injury. He did not practice. Alex Anzalone, he has a ribs and shoulder injury. He did not practice. Josh Reynolds, um, rib injury. Did he was limited? And James Houston with a full participant in practice today. Yep. There you go, Pierre. Yeah, what's the Niners looking like? Just a couple things with the Lions. Anzalone he actually has three fractured ribs. He's, he's he's been playing through it, I think, since week 10 versus the Vikings, they said. Week 18, week 18. Week, I'm sorry, week 18. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. And then uh, Sam Laporta, I think it's more kind of, I don't want to say rest, but maybe more being cautious with him. I think he's going to play. So Raymond will see. Houston will see. Yeah, Niners. Uh, so you got wide receiver Debo, same over the shoulder. He actually left the game early last week versus the Packers. Uh, Shanahan said, we don't know if he's going to play yet, but. Brandon Ayuk, he may said he's expecting him to play, and I'm expecting him to play personally. I don't think he misses this game. Would be at 100, no, but he's probably going to play. Trent Williams, Nick Bosa were both resting, and then Armstead with a foot knee, Drake Grunlaw with an Achilles, Avery Thomas hand, and George Odom, biceps, all practice. So, yep. Both teams are relatively healthy going to this game. I know the Lions had some, you know, NPs for this, for this Wednesday, but – I think you kind of hit it on the nail. I think all these guys are pretty much going to play. I think the big question mark is going to be Khalif Raymond, and we'll see what happens with James Houston. I, I think he's ready to go, though. He's been a full participant in practice for the last three weeks. So, And obviously, Jonah, he's out. Jonah's yeah, yeah. going to mess, yeah. And it looks like Oshik is going to step in, in that role. And we talked about it last episode a little bit. They signed Zach Ertz because they placed Brock Wright on IR now. So I expect Ertz to probably be elevated on Saturday from the practice squad. They'll probably use one of their two elevations on, on Ertz just because they need some tight end depth badly right now. And then we'll see what happens with the other elevation. Probably, probably Kabendo. Yeah, if I had to assume. So, yeah. They 
put Tyson on the 53-man roster now, so you don't have to worry about elevating him anymore. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Jonah, that's definitely going to hurt. We talked about it last episode, but we'll let's talk about it. Lions offense versus Niners defense. Start off with you, Peter. You look at the Niners defense. You look at this Lions offense. What's something the Lions have to attack in this game right away? I wouldn't say attack. I would just say in general, get it going. Is the run game get the run game going? Um, we know once you get the run game going, it opens up everything else for the offense. And they actually they struggled versus the Packers last week. So if I'm Ben Johnson, I'm watching that tape and looking at it. You know, yeah, the field was bad. Yeah, their guys were slipping or whatever. But I'm watching that tape and I'm going to mimic some of that stuff that Green Bay did. And I'm going to add a little of my own twist to it too. Yeah, you got run game going, Ted. That's, I mean, that's. It's not going to be easy though this week. This is one of their bigger challenges of getting the run game going. I mean, they are the third ranked run defense in the NFL, right behind yours, and they are only a one yard difference between the Lions' run defense and averages. So they average eighty nine point seven yards per per game, with the Lions averaging eighty eight point eight yards per game in run defense. So I mean, they're pretty stout up front, and they obviously got a lot of good players like Javon Hargrave. You got Javon Kinlaw up the middle. Um, I'm missing a guy who else is on the um, Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead, yeah, yeah. So you got a lot of guys that could stop the run, and they're just a very good defensive line in general. So it's gonna be difficult. I mean, they had a crazy streak going until that last week versus the Packers, where they haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher in a, in a minute. But Kyle Shanahan himself even mentioned it like this is a different type of running tech we're going against too. We're playing against Jameer Gibbs. We're playing against David Montgomery. And the Lions are not one of those teams that are just going to abandon the run completely. Like they're going to have that part of their identity somehow. They're going to be balanced. They've been balanced all all year, and I don't see them going away from their identity in the NFC Championship game. It got you here for a reason. They're going to do what they've been doing to get them to this game, and we'll see what happens. It's strength for strength. Now, missing Jonah is huge, and relying on Coyote Oshika to step in that role is definitely a difference maker for the Lions, but it's still their identity. They're going to run this ball, and – they're going to trust their backs, man. They drafted Jameer Gibbs with the 12th pick. They signed David Montgomery this offseason. Like, they're going to have these guys involved in the offense somehow, and it's going to be a lot of running as well. So, yeah, they have to establish a running game. And then, obviously, just to bounce off that, get this passing game going as well, which I expect them oh, to do. Sure. You got a lot of mismatch that could be in the Lions' favor. Like, the Niners have a good corner with Tredavious Ward, but Ambry Thomas has been a mismatch for some guys, and I could see the Lions – potentially exploiting that in this this Sunday versus the Niners. Oh, yeah, man. You guys really much really talking about it, man. Getting a running game involved. Um, I'm not sure if it was the field because it was wet. That was the reason why they struggled so much against the run. But Green Bay was doing a play in particular that was working every time they ran that goddamn play. It was like a, a tight formation. They had a receiver come in motion, and then he was like their lead block. And Every time they ran that play, Aaron Jones ran for like at least 10 yards. Um, I, I expect the Lions to at least see if the 49ers clean that up and at least try to mimic that play and and see if they could get maybe Gibbs going or or see if Montgomery um, could get, get get going on that play. That's something very similar. Um, but, yeah, I think the running game has to get involved. Um I think there's a mismatch against Amaron in the, in their slot their slot um corner, um, Lenore. Lenore. Yeah, I mean I know he's been he's been pretty solid, but um, I, I like Amaral, um versus him in in that spot too. So I think we're gonna have our chances. I mean I think it, as long as we get the running game going, we'll be able to do whatever we want to do offensively, man. So one thing with their with their corners, what they do is so what they're like at a base defense, not nickel. 
when they're in base, Lenore and um, Ward are the starters on the outside. But when they go in nickel, Lenore goes to nickel and Avery goes outside. And that's when teams kind of attack because he's, he's one of their biggest weakness. For sure. And we see the Lions, especially recently, use Amra in that X role sometimes. Like we're seeing it more frequently. He's not like just primarily a slot receiver. You know, he'll go in the X if they have to. So I, I could see that potentially, you know, the Lions having that mismatch too with Ambry out there. You could put Amon Ra outside and, and, and cause a mismatch potentially. Yeah. But I think the most important thing in this game, and we said it pretty much all season, you got to stay clean. And this is a, a different animal you're playing with. You're playing without Jonah Jackson, and you're playing a defense that causes turnovers. They're fifth in turnovers and like, getting takeaways in the NFL. They've caused 28 takeaways this year. So staying clean is going to be very important for Jared Goff in this offense because you can't be in a this type of game where you're losing possessions. I mean, points are at a premium in this game, especially when you're playing a team like San Francisco. You're not going to get away with losing too many possessions. So, um, you know, keeping the ball safe and not having too many turnovers is going to be very vital in this game for this Lions offense. And they've been very, very good this postseason. Zero turnovers so far. I would love to see him keep it up this Sunday versus the Niners. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about the the O line play versus their D line play. Uh, I know that we that this is one of our strengths, um, and I, I think if ever, we're in full strength, I think we would have matched up good against them. But what the Lions mainly rely on is is like a man blocking scheme. So they have you know you got you, Sewell, you're gonna block this guy. You're gonna block this guy. You know they man up. Um, I, I really think they should to help out. Um, some areas like like maybe try chipping because that's that's what teams really do that that has success against this, this D line is like they'll do the chip Bosa or um you know try to slow him down. Um I'm just a little worried about just the one on one matchup constantly every single play because I expect them to win their battles as well. For sure. Um yeah. but not sorry to know, but when you look at your tackles this year Decker and especially in the playoffs Decker and Sewell they played really well, and they've had interior rushers like you know Aaron Donald and Kobe um, is it Turner, Kobe yeah. Turner. They played. Vita Vea. I mean, they've done a pretty good job. So I'm not really worried about protection. They played good D lines. Even the Chargers game, for example, 
I know you had Jonah Jackson, but he went against Khalil Mack, Bosa, and Thule, that Thule guy. From USC, uh, yeah. From USC. And they they did well. They did. So but all, I'm all not due respect. About pro. Yeah, th- I mean, they, they did very well against those teams, but all due respect, man, this is a totally different animal. I think this D really. line. I, I don't I think, think it's that different from the Chargers. This, like, when you look at it, like, from a pressure standpoint, um, I don't think it's that different, bro. I don't know. Bosa is a different animal for sure, but the other guys. Yeah. Eric Armstead. Young. I don't feel Chase Young has played well with them. I really don't. Um, he hasn't like played how they thought he'd play for them. Uh, Eric Armstead. Armstead is good in the middle, obviously, but Hargrave I think you can handle them. Hargrave. Hargrave. I think you can handle them, though. You got the personnel, and you got the Packers at the worst O line. They were able to handle them. Yeah, because what they did is they chipped. They did a lot of chipping and, and helping out as well. They didn't just they didn't rely on their offensive line just to say, all right, man, man block. The entire four quarters, you know, all four quarters is man block them, and this and you're gonna keep Jordan Love clean. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man, because I think because of the one area that I think we're gonna struggle in, there's gonna be a guy that's gonna give constant pressure, and you know, once that happens, it, it could kind of trickle down. So, right now, that's this situation you're playing a great D line, you are, you are, and, and you're missing some pieces up front, like not only just Jonah Jackson, Brock Wright, he's a big. You know, vital piece of the blocking too. You know, for the running game and the passing game, you don't have that anymore. And now you're going to get Anthony Fursker up, and he's known to be a blocker, but obviously hasn't had as many snaps and the opportunity as much as Brock Wright has, and he hasn't been as obviously. They obviously like Brock more than Fursker, you know. But and Fursker now has to step in that role with Brock Wright out. So you know, you're not only missing Jonah, you're missing also a big vital piece of your blocking on your tight end. You got Laporte out there, which is big. But losing Brock Wright could be a loss too, a little bit. Yeah, it could. I think they'll be okay at tight end because Frisker is mainly known as a blocker. Brock and Frisker, I don't think it's much of like a a drop off. You don't think it's much yeah, of a drop off? No, I don't think so. I think it's very like Brock is younger. They probably like him more. He's been with the team. He knows the plays more. But Frisker is mainly like just a blocker. I don't. I'm not worried about that honestly. I'm more worried about the one. The thing I'm worried about if you guys talking about the O line is which Coyote do we see? Do we see? a good and inconsistent one do we see a bad one like what do we see because he's been inconsistent man sometimes he looks good and sometimes he looks like shit and it's been mainly more bad than good yeah i mean that's why you're a backup so yeah so mainly more bad than good um it's it's hard to chip though rushing from the interior you could chip on the outside but you can't really chip the interior unless you have a back to help right i know so which is um which is going to be interesting to see what they do and it's going to be tough, too, because you could rely on a guy like Frank to maybe help double team. The dude's banged up himself, too. Like, you know, he's dealing with a million injuries himself. So, like, he's going to be out there. He's expected to be out there. But, like, you know, you, you're a little banged up. And we've seen a little different version of the Lions offense when the whole line's not fully healthy. We had that little stretch where, you know, Jonah was out. And, you know, they weren't as effective and efficient on offense. So, I hope it's not as much of a problem this time around, but I could see some I could see some issues with the Snyder's defensive line for sure. Has anybody like dived into the 49ers and like watched them defensively? Like are they are there teams no. that, I know they I run know. I know they play zone, but do they rely on their front four to put pressure on the quarterback or do they, they barely blitz? blitz? They blitzed twice last week. That's it. They only blitz twice last week? Okay. So I mean it makes so, sense. Yeah. So what they do is they disguise their coverages in different zone looks. Um they try to confuse the quarterbacks, but when the pressure doesn't get there and a lot of Niners fans are frustrated because Wilkes, not Will, what's his name? It um, is Steve Wilkes, yes. Steve Wilkes, thank you. Wilkes is not really known as a blitz 
that's not really known as a blitzer. The way he likes to win is with his front four. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a wide nine, sort of like their D line, I believe. So, um, which is interesting because it's a little different from D'Amico Ryan's and Salah, who like to blitz a lot, a, a, like, like a good amount. Like those two like to blitz a good amount, and especially when you have those linebackers too, like Fred Warner, he can get to the quarterback if you send him out there. And same with Drake Greenlaw, like they have a hell of a good linebackers, and those are going to be hell of a good matchups too for Laporta and Gibbs. Like you feel good about Gibbs and Laporta, but. Like that is like if as a football fan, if you're sitting back, that is gonna be a hell of a matchup to watch Fred Warner go up and, and what he what he could do with Jameer Gibbs or with David Montgomery or with Laporta. Like those are gonna be some really good matchups to watch on Sunday. Yeah, so the my only concern is uh with them not blitzing a lot. We play teams that more blitz, like the Bucks like to blitz a lot, and the Rams like to do different things. With the you know, the Bucks are sort of similar to like how Chicago played us, where they'll play zone. They'll try to confuse the quarterback, and Goff struggled against Chicago both games. So I'm guessing Wilkes is going to try to steal a little of what he did and implement in this game. But at the same time, though, I think Goff right now is playing his best ball and he's seeing the field well. The, the receiver is just – I mean, you have to find the soft spots in zone. You have to read it right. If you do that, you could tear him apart. Yeah. And I know the narratives that's going around right now. I've seen a lot of the big media. Let's say this. Jared Goff versus the 49ers, 0-5 in his last five games, struggled big time in the last that. five games. Guys, that is all complete garbage. That like that, that like that. Yeah, that, that like the um, what's it called? The, the, the Vikings coordinator was Brian Flores. The, the Brian Flores bullshit. The same shit. Like it's just not relevant. I mean, first of all, Jared Goff versus the 49ers in Detroit only has only one. played one single game, and you know what that game was? His first career game as a Detroit Lion was that was versus the San Francisco. And he almost came back at the end. He did, yeah. yeah. They scored, I think, 16 or 17 points in that fourth quarter. But my point is, and all the Ram stuff, like, guys, this is a, a completely different guy. So I, I know majority of people listening are not really buying into that narrative. But if you did buy into that narrative or are scared of that narrative, it is complete baloney, complete false. Like, it just it doesn't make sense. It has no effect to this game on Sunday. Jared Goff's history against the 49ers has zero effect on this game. Yeah. If it was in the division and we played him more consistently, that's a different story. But he hasn't played him that often. He's played him one time in Detroit. All the stuff in L.A. doesn't matter to me. And the one time he played him in Detroit was his first career game. Like, I don't care about that. Yeah, it's pretty much like a 49ers versus McVeigh type shit that pretty much that, that you should be talking about. Right. I mean, bro, like, at the end of the day, this is the Lions. It's not just Jared Goff. It's the Lions versus the Niners. And this is not like the Jared Goff in the same scheme. This is Jared Goff also a lot more advanced than he was a few years ago. It's a more confident Goff. You know, it's uh, it's honestly Goff is playing his best football right now. Um, yeah. Whatever he did with the Rams, that that's – I mean, we don't care about that. It's what he's doing right now with us. And, I mean, they played a good Bucks defense. They played well. They played a good Rams – I don't want to say good Rams, but they played a Rams defense that could potentially give us some issues. They played well. So, I mean, they've each team presents their own challenges, and they've so far, like, stood up to those challenges and faced them, and they've, they've taken care of business. When you take care of the ball against a team like the Bucks, because the Bucks thrive off blitzing and creating turnovers, you, you, you fail at that. You're going to win that game, bro. And what, same with the Rams, right? Like, they, they, they want to win up front with their two dominant guys. If you stop those guys and you kind of tear those corners apart, it's over. And I feel like what we saw last week is with the Packers, if your whole line could hold up, it's over. Like those linebackers in zone, you find the soft spots in zone. I'm not I mean, worried. I mean, golfers, the Rams, when, when not pressured, was perfect. I think he had a perfect 
he was 22 for 22. So, I mean, if you can keep him clean, which is, like I said, it's going to be more challenging this week with what you're facing and without Jonah Jackson, obviously. But if you can keep him clean, like, like they're, they're going to have, they're going to get their offense going. Like, you know, that is, that's just how it's going to be. But that's the question before we get into the defense. We've seen Sam Laporta be a big impact to the offense last week. We saw versus the Rams, there's a lot of Josh Reynolds and Amin Rossi and Brown involved in the offense. Who do you guys expect to be like the big focal point in the offense this Sunday? Um, I necessarily don't think of focal, but I think he's going to get more opportunities this game because the Niners like to play a lot of zone and they like to take the middle of the field. So that's going to be the outside guys, Reynolds and JMO, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I could see him a little maybe putting Laporta outside and stuff, but I think Reynolds and JMO, because you want to attack Avery Thomas, um, you want to attack those soft zone coverage or it's Lenore, whoever it is. Maybe Ward don't throw his way unless you know you have a one on one matchup and he beats him, but I think you could expose that a little. And then the linebackers in zone. If you want to attack the middle, those linebackers are really active, Tyler. They are. Fred they're Warner the, is the, the best, best linebacker in the, the best league. in the league. They're the best two, like best combo in the league. Fred, in my opinion, is the best one in the league. Drake Winlaw is probably a top 20 linebacker, top 15 linebacker. They're, they're a great duo. So they are. They both fly to the ball. You know, they're, they're both fast. They like to hit. They like to hit. They, they get interceptions. They create, like, Greenlaw had two picks last week. So it, it's going to be a challenge, but you got to attack them, though. In zone, you have to attack them. What about you, Malcolm? Who do you see having a big day? I mean, I'm gonna go with this, the, the 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 dynamic trio, um, the same guys. I mean, I'm uh, I'm expecting them just to play big. I mean, there's gonna be Amaral, um, Laporta, and I think the X factor is gonna be Jameer Gibbs. Um, I think getting Gibbs in the in the in space, um, in the passing game is is gonna be key as well. So those are the three guys who I think I'm expecting to get things rolling, man. Yeah, this could be a week. Maybe you get the edge running a little bit, get run on the outside a little bit with Jameer. I think that could be a pit, probably a more probable favorable matchup for the Lions this week. So we could see what the, we could see what they'll do this week because up right up the middle is gonna be tough this week with Armstead and, and Hargrave up there. Yeah, you know, Jonah. I, yeah, I mean, same what they did last week. Last week they ran more outside than inside. Right. Um, what they did last week too is they get the pass to set up their run, which was interesting. I don't think they'll do that this week though. They did a lot of short passes in that game because Tampa was stuff in the middle. So they were doing a lot of short passes, even like when they were thought you were going to run the ball, like when they were trying to just milk the clock, they were still passing the ball pretty frequently. Because when you blitz and you get a short pass, if let's say the blitz is coming that way, you throw it there, the guy could be gone. 100%. Like yeah. that's how you go against the blitz. You do the quick passing game, screen game. Yeah. So And, and Goff's been very clean when blitz this year. Yeah. That's why I don't think they're going to blitz him. And Steve Wilkes does not blitz. It's not their identity either. So yeah, it wouldn't, make, it wouldn't make much sense. So yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Lions defense now versus this loaded San Francisco offense. Now we don't know if Deal Sam was going to be out there or not, which I think is a, a huge deal. Either way, like if he's out there, obviously we know what they could be. Without him, they tend to struggle a little bit. Like that's Brock's one of his favorite safety blankets. So what do you guys expect the Lions to do on defense this week? I'll start off with you, Pierre. Number one is stopping Christian McCaffrey. If you let that man going, that that offense is going to be a headache to deal with. So this is a lot easier said than done, too, because Kyle Shannon has a dynamic running scheme. Christian McCaffrey right now is probably the best running back in the league. You want to say top five, top three, top one, whatever. He's up there. Um, so if you don't stop this running game, that play action is going to destroy you with Kittle, Ayuk, Jennings. If Debo plays Debo, Tyler, you have to stop this running game. Yeah. It's it's the most diverse running game they faced all year, and it's the it's the best running game they faced all year. But I do think they could stop it or limit it. I don't think they'll completely stop it, but I think they could. 
you know, they'll get their stops, though. Yeah. Uh, I really think this game could be really swing towards Detroit favorite if they are able to really contain slash stop Christian McCaffrey. And especially Debo doesn't play. And you make 49ers one-dimensional. Without Debo Samuels, yeah, Brandon Ayuk might get 2,000 yards that game. <laughs> Just, they got Kittle too. Kittle, Kittle might McCaffrey go for his. In the passing games, Kittle, Kittle, Kittle might go for his. He might go for a thousand yards that game. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> but I think we have a legit, a legit shot to, to chance to win the game and make it really hard for the 49ers if we could just take away deep, we could take away Christian McCaffrey in the running game. Um, in the passing game, I don't, I don't see a matchup that we can do. I think, I think he's gonna hurt us a lot in the passing game. Um, I'm hoping Anzalone is having his best game because we're going to need him. Um, I don't see a guy we could put. I mean, who would you put in the passing game? Put uh, uh, CJ? CJ Garner-Johnson maybe on him? Uh, I mean, I don't know. On who? Christian McCaffrey in the passing game. What, um, what, can we, I don't like the matchup with, with – um, so here's the thing. If Debo plays, it's probably going to be Debo. Well, Debo mainly plays this top, but they move around. But it'll branch mainly on him. But if Debo doesn't play, I would put number 32 on Christian McCaffrey. You put 32 on Christian McCaffrey? Brian Branch. Yeah, I know. Makes sense. Or if they want, they could put maybe Jalen Reeves, Maven, who's played really well the past few weeks. Yes. On him. It's um, Alex Anzalone was good in coverage, but now he has uh, fractured ribs. I don't know how he is now. Yeah, in the beginning of the year, he was really good in coverage, but you know, like I don't know, we'll see how that. We'll see if they they could do that too, and I think or they can mix it up. You know, just different man, different zone probably teams. Will be, probably will be a mix up of. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll have one specific guy on him, but if I had to guess, in man, let's say it's third down. Let's say, for example, if Debo isn't in the game. I put Brian Branch. That's your best bet. But if let's say Debo's in the game, probably Anzalone, just what they've been doing all year. Yeah. The thing with Debo, like, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens this week with him. Like, I think I'm expecting him to be out there, frankly. I know I know they say it's a 50-50 shot, Mm -hmm. but, like, he's not going to be the same player as Debo Samuel. If he's dealing with the bum shoulder, like, it's hard to come back in one week and be the same type of player you've been. But as far as him being suited up and being on the field, like, I just don't think you miss this game. I think it's too important of a game. Like, you have an opportunity to punch your ticket to go to the Super Bowl. If you're – 50%, 50%, you're going to play in this you game. You get two like, weeks, you get a week off afterwards. So Exactly, yeah, you get a little bye week as well going to the Super Bowl if you win the game. So it's all on the line right here. If you lose, you don't play till September. Like, you're putting it all on the line. So I expect Debo to be out there. But is he going to be the same player like Debo Samuel? I don't know. I don't think so because if he's if he's a uncertain right now on Wednesday if he's going to be good to go or not, you know, like that, that that's – that's saying something like he's obviously not hundred percent right now. So, um, you know, I, I think that helps the Lions' chances though, with him not being hundred percent. Cause if Debo's hundred percent, man, I could see the Lions defense getting sliced and diced all day because there's just too many weapons. I don't think this defense could handle it, frankly, but without Debo, yeah, I disagree with that, Tyler. I think they can handle these weapons. Um, the well, I, yards, I think, I think with this Debo's, is what I mean. You mean, Debo's Debo's dice, pretty plus. But I don't think so. I think the Lions have played well against really good receivers. Like, Maybe they've given up yards, but they haven't given up points. In the red zone, they tie they up. If and you look got- in general, just look at since the Dallas game. Dallas scored 20 on you. 
How much did the Vikings score? Like 22, 23? The last game you're saying? Yeah, what did they score? Yeah, it was in the 20s. How much did the Rams score? 23? 23. And then the, the Bucks, Bucks scored? Uh, 23 as well. I think. Arguably, those teams I just mentioned have all like top 10 receivers. All of them do. Um, and they did pretty well against them. They have. And the Lions red zone defense has been what's kept them in these games. It's been clutch, very clutch, especially in that Rams game, stopping them to win the Bucks game too. Yeah, but the Rams game was very important because the, the Rams are getting all the yards they could get, and stopping the three field goals was very, very big for this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a different challenge, though. The, the, the San Francisco 49ers are the best red zone offense in the NFL. They're, 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 they're an elite. They're, they're the elite team. They are the number one statistically yeah. ranked red zone offense in the league. So yeah, yeah. it's a huge challenge. If you could stop them to field goals two or three times, yes, huge win for the Lions defense, and that gives your offense an opportunity to go out and win that game now. Uh, points, like I mean, I said in the beginning, possessions, points, very, very vital in this game. You need as many possessions as possible in this game, and you can't be losing them because something the San Francisco 49ers don't do, they don't turn over the ball very often. They're very good at clean, you know, keeping the ball clean and not having turnovers. Same with the Lions. Yeah, I mean, they had that little stretch. But outside that little stretch, you know, they, they've well, been very clean recently. When I had that stretch too, I think they had like a three-game stretch where they were. Where they like lost three games in a row. Yeah, they they're did. Playing Guys, like these teams are really Oops. similar, but the the Niners off, uh, defensively are a little better. I think in general, the teams they're both twelve and five. They've both had their little bad stretch of games, whatever you want to call it. But I think these teams, like on paper, the Niners are better. But if you look at them like matchup by matchup, I think they're really similar. The Lions have some favorable matchups, especially offensively. Yeah. Um, Defensively, should I give you my favorite matchup? I like on the defense right now. So, we're talking about the defense. It's got to be Hutch, right? It's Colton McGivitz, their right tackle. Yeah, Hutch. This guy has given up nine sacks this year during 47 pressures during the regular season. And last week, if you go on Twitter, just type in Colton McGivitz, Niners fans wanted him cut. Like, they, they can't stand the guy. Um, a lot of them are actually worried about Hutch this week. So, As they should be. I mean, he's been great this year, and especially great in these this playoffs, year, he's been great. Then also, I do think Aline McNeil having those couple games under his belt now. Um, I think their interior is not as strong. Like, it's okay, but Aaron Banks is a second-year player of Notre Dame. He's all right. And then their center, he's average, Jake Brendel. He's not good in pass pro, though. In pass pro, um, during he, he had a 42.3 pass rate from PFF, 29 pressures and two sacks allowed. So I do feel like, you know, there's some matchups on that D-line where you can take advantage of. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, they have some matchups that they could take advantage for sure. I still expect Darren Glenn to blitz in this game. I know Purdy's been pretty good against the blitz. I still think you have to make some blitz a bit. Yeah. I mean, that's what really turned around this identity and getting stops recently. You know, we say you live and die by the blitz. I saw when they played the Rams, they didn't blitz as much, obviously, because Stafford's just elite when against the blitz. Brock Purdy's good against the blitz. He's not Matthew Stafford tier against the blitz. So you could you could mix in some blitz and you have a two really good blitzing DBs with Brian Branch and Ify Melifondo. So you got to get those guys involved in the blitz and get pressure on Brock Purdy because if you can frazzle him a little bit, maybe cause a turnover, it goes a really long way, man. I, I think whoever – I say this every week, but I really believe that in this game, whoever wins a turnover battle I think wins this game. 
I th- yeah, I think he could blitz Purdy. I mean, is he is he good with the blitz? It's okay, but I mean, yeah, he's not Stafford. I mean, there's certain guys that you just don't want to blitz. Right. Stafford, Mahomes, those type of guys, because as soon as they just feel it, they, that ball is released and they already found the, the open guy. Oh, so Purdy's not that way. Hold that thought though. Brock Purdy this year against the blitz is number one in YPA, number one in touchdowns, number one in big time throws, and number one in rating. Yeah, he's I'm thrown so, three I'm, picks I'm so versus the it. blitz. He's turnover worthy. Play rate ranks number nine. Um, he's number one in EPA when blitz. He's number one in success rate when blitz. So we'll see what happens. But Green Bay yeah. does blitz a lot, and they blitzed him, and he struggled a little. But that has to do maybe a little with the rain as well. So, um, uh, yeah, I, like I say, I, I'll still blitz him. I mean, the, the way the way Aaron Glenn is blitzing, he he been blitzing on the weak side, so a lot of times they don't see it. Like, um, every time we blitz Baker, Baker, he didn't see any of the blitzes. Right. He didn't see he didn't see if he when he blitzed him he didn't see big uh what's it called branch when he, when he blitzed him he just didn't see him yeah and I think those plays those type of blitzes like that um I think we could rattle um Brock Purdy yeah I'm with you I do think he's still gonna blitz him um I think you just have to disguise it like you said don't make it obvious and I do also do think they're gonna disguise their coverages because you know Brock Purdy is still a young quarterback like he's this is his what third year or second year this is second year yeah his second, second year um so. You could still confuse him a little if you could try, but he's when he's protected though. Same with Goff, he plays really good. When he's pressured, same with Goff, he struggles a little. So I think that's any quarterback in general, but you know, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, Goff and Purdy, like they're, they're pretty similar quarterbacks. I think Goff is yeah. better than him, yeah. but um, you know, they they have a similar style of play, like. They rely on their offensive line. They rely on the pieces around them. Their running game. Their run game, basically. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is the thing that makes it go. Yeah, they rely on everything around them, but obviously they have the ability to, you know, be contributing and win the game as well. Both quarterbacks. So you know, pressure is going to be big in this game too. I mean, the front four when you just send them hasn't been great this year, just because you don't have the, the personnel right now. But you know, you need a big day to ninety-seven. He's been great in these playoffs. You need him again, man. You're counting on him, and you listed a favorable matchup. So I. That's something the Lions could hopefully exploit this Sunday. You know, another guy too. I think it's kind of like we haven't really talked about. I've talked about is Juwan Jennings. He's a bigger receiver. Um, he's not really had the most productive year, but he, I thought he played well versus Green Bay last week. I think he give the Lions corner some problems because they're all small. They don't really have a guy that's like six one or six two or six feet. He's six three, a little bigger. I wouldn't be shocked if they put maybe Iffy on him, like just match up better. Because I know they did Lions at that last week in the red zone. They had Iffy. On a on a bigger receiver, who was it? Where yeah, he kind of got the incompletion. Dude, as sad as it sounds, if he might be one of our best couple guys. Thank you. You, <laughs> you guys remember that, right? It was in the two red zone. They had the him on Evans. Yeah, the two because you know the size matches up. The speed is there. You just have to be with your guy, and he he was good in coverage. So yeah, he's a former corner. He's probably one of our better corner guy uh, coverage guys. To be honest with you, man. I mean, that's just was what we have right now. You just don't have the guys. You don't have a big. You don't really have a big guy. You have smaller guys that are like all about grit and they fight hard and play hard, but they're not. They're not small. Corners. But they're, they're small guys who can't cover small guys. They can't cover medium sized guys. They just can't cover guys. They just oh, can't right. cover. <laughs> they can't cover. This is what it is. Yeah. I mean, the only hope we have is Brian Branch, man. Yeah, if he's been good, so. And Branch is yeah. Branch has been stellar in these playoffs, man. He's been great. In the team and tackles, I mean, been very, very good. That very guy's good. a dog, man. Very good. He is. Um, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting, man. It's it's your toughest game, but it's supposed to be your toughest game. It's the NFC Championship. I mean, no opponent is easy here. Every team is good or great. You know, like 
these guys, the Niners, they've been here. They've done that. The Lions, they haven't. So we'll yeah. see. Ya. And I'm, I'm sure Dan Campbell's going to have these boys ready to go. I'm not worried about that. I don't think we'll get blown out. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, probably whoever has the ball last will probably win the game. I'm, I'm expecting um, our best play calling game from our coordinators this game. Absolutely. Uh, I think this this could put maybe could be potentially their last game. Could be if we lose this game. Um, I think they're going to leave everything on the table, man. I think they're going to let it all out. Bring out I the think, tricks and everything. I think, I think, I think uh, Ben Johnson, we're going to see the best of Ben Johnson. I'm expecting to see the best of Ben Johnson this game. Um, Aaron Glenn, I think he's going to leave it all on the table as well. Um, I'm expecting a big uh, a big coaching day from, from those guys. I'm expecting them to come out big. And I think they're going to I don't know, man. I have a feeling that we're going to win. You have to. I mean, it's the last game of the season, potentially. Like, it's 60 it's minutes. NFC, it's, forget about that. It's an NFC championship game. You yeah, win I mean, over the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is huge, bro. It's 60 minutes to stamp your ticket to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You got to put everything on the line. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'll be honest, too. I, I was a little worried about last week with Ben and AG having those interviews, but it didn't seem like they missed me. They were both really good uh, last game in their play calling because – I think Ben had two and AG or no Ben had four and AG had two, I think, last week with the interviews. So that was I mean, now you you put that time towards coaching instead of interviewing, and maybe you're not worried about interviews, you're worried about their coaching. I think we're gonna see a better AG and Ben this week. I'm excited, man. Yeah. It's, it's a tough matchup, and you said it. You said it best. The NFC Championship, but you're not going to get easy matchups. And there's no easy matchups. From I now think on. Malcolm even said it before the playoffs started. You, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And right Absolutely. now, the San Francisco 49ers are the best in the NFC right now. Go yeah. beat them and go take that crown, and you you could stamp your ticket to be the best in the NFC right now. You could. So you have that opportunity. You have that privilege. Go take advantage of it. I know you oh, are. Oh, and I team. think I don't want to make sure, but I think they will take advantage of it. Same. Early prediction. I'm not going to give you a score, but I think they'll win. What's you, what you guys' plan for the Sunday? How are you guys watching this game? Um, Probably going to have some family and friends over and just, you know, get some carry out, a couple of drinks, chill. What about you, Malcolm? Um, I'm going to see if the family going to watch it with me. The wife, the kids. A little watch yeah. party? I'm going to see if they're going to watch it. You know, I have my little hater. She's she's, she's a hater. Um, my little daughter, she's she's a hater. She's a, she's a, I don't know how, I mean, y'all going to be disappointed, but she's a Ravens fan. I don't know how. Lamar? Know Lamar? Yeah, Lamar? Lamar. Lamar. Is that the only player she knows is Lamar? No, she knows all the players, man. Damn. She power. Yeah, yeah. She plays Madden. She's she gonna be telling about Patrick Ricard and stuff now. <laughs> she asked me, she was like, "Where's OBJ?" I'm like, "Shit, I don't know." You tell me, shit. Where, where is OBJ? <laughs> no, but um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I watch it with the fam, man. See, see if they're gonna watch it with me. Usually, I watch the game solo. Like they, they all know to I'll go to your rooms. Um, I'm out here in the living room with everything and. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if they come out and watch it with me. We'll see. Um, shit. I know if we win, I'm gonna be emotional. I yeah, can tell you that. I can tell you that now. It's gonna be a big day. I'm gonna be at Ford Field. I I got tickets to the watch party, so I'm gonna be with the fans, man. I've been whole playoffs with the fans. I've been in that stadium for the whole playoffs. I'm, I'm keeping that good juju, good momentum going forward, man. I'm gonna be at Ford Field with all all those rocking fans, and they sold out that event. I think in six hours, they said. So Lions fans are freaking hungry, man. And I and I, I want to be in the city when they clinch to go to the Super Bowl. That would be my dream, dude. Just you know, just just see how the city is gonna be lighting up, dude. I can't wait, man. That's, that's awesome. Uh, that, 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 that's gonna, sick. That's sick. 
Can't wait. Yeah. That's that's gonna be fun too, Tyler. Did they offer any food and stuff too, or you have to like go buy food, or how does that work? They said they are serving food all the way till game time. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll probably be in downtown before because I want to watch the Chiefs and Ravens game. So I'll probably find yeah. a place to uh, watch the game. And I know a spot. Uh, yeah, we know a spot. <laughs> <laughs> go there. That's a kid chill spot. <laughs> we, yeah, we know a spot. All right, though. I think that is a wrap. To yeah, what do you guys something else, Malcolm? What are you guys' predictions? Predictions, Oof. because I, I know we're not gonna be able to record Four? Sunday. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't give a score. You don't give a score. This is the winner. Winner. I, 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 I want the prediction for both AFC, both both championship games. Okay. Okay. I'll start off with my AFC. AFC. This is a tough game, man. I, I know Baltimore is the better team, and they have a bunch of momentum going forward, and they've been playing phenomenal football. Kansas City in the playoffs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's hard to bet against those guys. It really is. So, yep. that, that game is going to be very, very interesting. My gut right now, oh man, this is a tough game. My gut right now is telling me Baltimore. I think they're just, they're a better team. KC's been a little frazzled this year. They have looked at the same Kansas City. But I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if Kansas City pulled up the upset and, and won in, in Baltimore. But I'm going to take Baltimore right now. What about you, AFC? Yeah, I kind of think that's a Tyler. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going in these playoffs with something to prove. And, you know, their offense hasn't really been hitting the stride until recently. Um, but Baltimore is just on a different level than everyone right now. I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas City won, but I, I'm going to take Baltimore. I think that's like – I think everyone, yeah. I think people have Baltimore winning it all. I think they're the favorites right now to win it all. They're the best team for sure. Yeah, ba- ba- Baltimore, yeah, they're the better team, man. But – I'm looking at this game the same way I looked at the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> and coming into that game, you're like, Philadelphia against the Chiefs. Shit, Philadelphia, top to bottom, man. They're, they're just a way better team. Yeah. But then you, but then you got to look at the stuff that factors in. I mean, that's, that's that's that guy that has a frozen beard um, in the cold games, fucking Andy Reid. I think he's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. I can never bet against that guy. I think he's going to out-scheme the fuck out of them. And have them confused defensively. I mean, he always does it, and I just have them pulling it out. Yeah, Mike McDonald's is different, though, man. Yeah, like, so that's fair. I just didn't have. I I actually picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl last year. I don't have that same faith in. I have, I have a lot more faith in John Harbaugh and his staff than I do in Nick Sirianni. Oh, because the they're staff. yeah, they're they're a better team. I think the the Baltimore's a better, way better team. I mean, they're a good team, but they're well coached too. It's not that they're just a, like you know, it's Philly was talent, man. They just have a lot of talent on the field. The coaching is really was the big, I think, difference in that game last year. Yeah, it was. I think John Harbaugh, you know, he's been there, done that. He's won a Super Bowl in this league. That's why I'm, I'm picking Baltimore this because they got the talent. They got the coaching. Mike McDonald, we watched him in Michigan Pier. We know what he's all about, man. He's phenomenal. So uh, I, I got Baltimore. But, like, again, I wouldn't be shocked in this place. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, hard to bet against him in the playoffs. Yeah, very hard, very hard. And I personally won't do it. Um, NFC. My heart says Lions. My heart is saying Lions, but my body. I could see the Lions winning this game, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's not like just my heart. Like, my head is kind of telling me. Like, I could see like like legitimate football reasons why the Lions win this game. It's not just my heart saying I'm a Lions fan. The Lions are gonna win this game. Like, there, there are I think some favorable matchups on offense. It's gonna be tough, though, man. Um, I think we made it this far. I'm not gonna pick against against the Lions. It, would I would I be shocked if we lost the game? Obviously not. The Niners are a very good team. They're at home. I'm choosing the Lions, though. I'm not. I'm not doing it. It's too late into the season. We're here. 
I'm taking the freaking Lions. Because, you know, I don't want to look like a fool after the fact when we win the game and we're in the Super Bowl and say, oh, Tyler didn't pick the Lions. No, the Lions are winning this game, man. <coughs> Lions are winning this game. So I just think of this like when the Lions have been playing big games in prime time. Malcolm, what was the storyline last year at Lambeau when they went, oh, Aaron Rodgers not losing to the Lions. They're easy to go to the playoffs. What happened? He lost. He lost. Game week one. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to win that banner. They're raising up the banner. What happened? They lost. They lost. They lost. Week four, go to Lambeau. Man, this Lions team is good, but, man, they're coming to Lambeau. They have to play in Lambeau. What happened? Um, Packers lost. Thank you. Or, or how, about, how about week six? Fast forward. Game? Fast forward. Let's go to Denver. Denver's one of the hottest teams in the league coming into Ford Field. What happens? Uh, Prime time. Bro, Broncos country. Let's ride. They right, lost. Thank you. Dallas. <laughs> if it wasn't for that one play, what would have happened to Dallas? Yes, that's all I was going to get to. Week 17, uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, retire or Hall of Fame, Ring of Honor night, whatever the hell you want to call it. Troy Aikman calling the football game in Dallas. No way the Lions win this game. Well, they didn't win the game, but they should have won the game. God damn it. They should have won the damn game. All right, let's keep going. Okay, this hot Rams team is coming in. Matthew Stafford is going against this Lions secondary. What happened? Lions. What happened yeah, to the Rams? I, 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 a lot of people picked the Rams to win that game. A lot okay. of people did, yeah, because they're, gotta, they're, they're coming in hot. You got a hot Bucks team who I think who won like what was it six or last eight or something coming into Ford Field. Yeah, yeah but nobody was really good against. I know, I know what I'm trying to say is though, if you look at those are all primetime games that I mentioned. They were all big games. They're all primetime games, right? From last year, they they lost one, but you know they should have like they technically won it, but whatever. So, bro, they're not. They're not going to lay an egg. Yeah, they're an underdog, and they like to be an underdog, but I really think that Dan Campbell is going to have them ready, and I think they're going to do some stuff they haven't really shown on tape this year in this game, and I think they're going to play their best ball. I like the Lions in this one. Not not because of talent, not because – because I think both teams are really talented. Obviously, the Niners have more talent, but if you look at last week, the way Brock Purdy played um, in the playoffs, I mean, you, you kind of – you take a little from that. You know, he hasn't really played in these big games. You know, it's the second year, and last year he was hurt in the playoffs, right? Like, he got hurt. So, I do think the Lions have an advantage there um, with that. Then, obviously, it's it's in Santa Clara. Like, what a better way for Jared Goff and Amon Ra. They're coming home to California. They're not from there, but they're, like, a couple hours away from there, come home to California. You know, those guys are going to be juiced up, too, just because they're playing at home. For sure. So, I, I just – I don't know. I just think the Lions are going to win this one. Um because of what I told you, I think this team shows up in big games. They they don't flop. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going all in. I'm betting. I'm putting everything on the lines right now. I'm putting Detroit money line, and I'm going to the spread. I'm picking both. I'm betting both. <laughs> I'm doing two separate things. I'm, just, I'm doing both, and I'm that actually a lot, man. That points is a lot, but um, I think they went out right. To be honest with you, I, I like I said, I think I, I'm at, I'm picking both underdogs. I'm picking the the, the, the Chiefs and and the Lions. Uh, for the Super Bowl, um, my daughter's giving me the, the thumbs down. <laughs> the, the, the week the, one rematch, the Taylor uh, Swift versus Eminem Bowl. I think it'll be the, the the Taylor Swift versus the Eminem Bowl. To be honest with you, uh, I'm just picking. I, I, I'm I'm picking both underdogs, and I I think um, the Lions. When you look at the 49ers, you know I think the 49ers are more ready. Um, I think they're they're more complete right now. But I think Detroit Lions, I think they're really going to play their best football. I think Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, I think they're going to come together. They're going to play their, they're going to put their best game plan. And we're going to see the best Detroit Lions football. They're going to lay it all out. 
if they lose, we're gonna lose in, in a fashion where all right, they 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 gave it their all. I don't I don't see this being like an ass whooping, um, where a lot of people are expecting. Like if you listen to, I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't really listen to Skip Bayless, but if you if you did, he's expecting this to be an ass whooping. Um, I don't see it that way. I think it's gonna be a really close game. I think it'll come down to the wire. Just like the last two um, other playoff games, I think it'll come down to whoever has the ball last. And I think we're going to come out on top, man. That's, I, just, I just have that feeling that this is it. This is our. I think this is our year, man. I always had a feeling this is going to be a special year. This is the reason why Ben Johnson decided to turn down head coaching jobs last year because he knew this was going to be a special year. And I, I also had, I always felt the same way. Um, even from the beginning, now, I feel like this is going to be a special year. And this is it. I think – they're going to lay it all on the table. And I think this is our year right now, man. I think we have our shot right now. Like Eminem said, you got one shot, one opportunity. This is it right here, man. We got to make something of it. Yeah. I mean, bro, you nailed it. This is – it's winter go home. And it's like if you win, you're, you're going to the big game. If you lose – Yeah, man. You got one shot. Stay, one you know, like – You got one shot, one Barry opportunity. Say, Barry said when he first got into league, he said, like, I was watching that commentary. He said, when he made net divisional championship and then the NFC, he thought they were going to be here every year. Yeah. And, bro, like, this is your opportunity to not go seize it. Yeah, there's no guarantee. There's no it, guarantee that we'll be here next year. 100%. No, and I think some people take that for granted. Like, just because you're here right now and you are a young team, you have a big future, doesn't mean you'll be in this game again. Like, it's the NFL. There, I mean, Things change so fast in this league. Yeah. Tomorrow is not promised in this league. Um, we saw the Eagles last year. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl, you know, looking like a, a team that's going to be great for years. They get bounced in the first round and we're considering fighting their coach the, the same week. Like, that's what this league is saying. And I'm not saying that's going to happen with Dan Campbell and the Lions, but my whole point is saying is that, like, you have an opportunity right here. You have to go take advantage of it. And Cincinnati, same thing. They're in the Super Bowl two years ago. They're going to be a nice team, and they're still very good. But, you know, you don't know. Injuries. Burrow's out for the year, and, like, they didn't yeah, get the bro, playoffs like... this year. You have to take advantage when you have these opportunities. You don't know if you'll ever be in this game again. So, you know, you got to take advantage of it. 100%, man. This I'm is it, so guys. Excited, bro. I cannot wait, man. This is it, guys. This is our final podcast until the Lions play in the NFC Championship game. Either the next episode is the Lions going to the Super Bowl or the season's over. But it's going to go. It's going to be going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think either way, though, I think we could all like admit this. This has been this season was a success regardless of what happens on Sunday. Like what they did this year. I mean, yeah. just yeah, you if know, you look gonna... at the full picture, bro. They started off a little slow on defense. Then, you know, Aaron Glenn made some adjustments, and now they're in the middle of the pack defense, which is what we've wanted all year. Right. The run defense greatly improved. Um, the the guys, the guys are developed, the young guys are developing on this team. Uh, you got a great coaching staff and a great, you know, front office. Even if you lose those coordinators, I, I believe in Dan Campbell. And I like who wouldn't want to coach here? You have all this talent. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you lose Ben, whether it's from within or without who like why wouldn't you want to come and coach the Lions? Like, I feel like it's the best opportunity for coordinators to come here, whether it's within or you, they hire someone from somewhere else. The future is bright here. But like I said, bro, like we said, this is win or go home, and you got to, like, do everything in your power to win this game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be fun. It'll be interesting. I can't wait. I'm anxious, dude. Yeah, like, just, the other just... day I was just, like, kind of walking back and forth just thinking about it. Like, it's just – yeah. It's crazy to think about, bro. Yeah, Lions and Lions championship, man. It's a big deal. Like, has it really like hit you yet? Like, honestly, like just like the you're playing on Sunday. 
it's gonna hit me when the game starts. Once that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think it's really hit a lot of people yet. Like you got to realize this is the NFC title game. Like you, you win, you go into the all, you go into the super, you go to Vegas, right? You're yeah. punching a ticket to Vegas. This is huge, man. Yeah, it'll hit me once the kickoff starts. You know, once I see that that little championship uh, paint on the on the field, that's when it's really gonna hit me. And I see the Detroit Lions playing that game. That's when it's really gonna hit me. Malcolm, has it hit you yet, or not really? Uh, about the NFC championship, not really. Has it? Hit, it hasn't really hit me. Hit me. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just have like the job not finished mentality right now. You're Kobe. Me too. I'm kind of like that too. Like, I don't. <laughs> it hasn't really hit me. I'm just kind of like anxious and nervous. Not nervous, but you know, I just wanted to get here, sort of. Um, but it's like, bro, we, we got one more game, and then we, we go. Even the Super Bowl, like, you make it there, like, job's not finished. You still got to go win it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's exciting, uh, bro. I'm so I get, excited. I, I, I can't lie. If we make the Super Bowl, that's just gonna hit me. It's gonna hit me hard. It's gonna be hard. Oh, and fast. that's gonna hit me. That's gonna hit, hit me. Hard. It didn't hit me hard and fast because I mean, it's like shit. Like, you know, my whole life for this shit. Even last week, it really didn't hit me. And this is weird. I know, guys. Once the national, I heard the national anthem. I, I, I like, I'm like, dude, I was, I was getting emotional. I'm like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, the divisional game, dude. When I start hearing the the national anthem, that's I know what's gonna hit me in the NFC Championship. It's the net. It's always the national anthem, dude. Once I hear the national anthem, it's always hits me because it's always a, obviously a great performance for big games. So once I hear that national anthem, I'm like, god damn, I love this country and I love this Detroit Lions football team. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love it, man. Uh, love it, man. All right, guys, that's going to be a wrap to this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed. We will see you guys back after the results of this game. Um, so <laughs> let's let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. Hope you guys all enjoyed. That's all I got for you guys for now. I'm out. Peace. All right, guys, man. Soak this in. Enjoy this week. Talk shit to people that have been clowning on you for being a Lions fan. You know, like walk with pride. Wear your Lions gear everywhere you go. We're going to the NFC title, bro. Shit. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm and everything Pierre just said. Yeah, do it. Yeah, talk your shit. Do what you got to do, guys. <laughs> and with that being said, man, I am out, man. Peace. <laughs>